everyone and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Bain Bag Banter with Bansi Bhatt. Today's episode is indeed a very special one for me and I am sure that it will be an interesting one for all you animal lovers out there. During these trying times, we are all so occupied in protecting ourselves and looking out for our loved ones. And while doing this, um, we have totally ignored these beautiful souls that we call animals. It is said indeed to see that these souls suffer due to hunger, poor medical um, conditions, pathetic shelter conditions and so on. They are unable to talk, yet they tell us everything with their eyes. They communicate with us with their eyes. Their eyes have the power to speak a great language. Karen Anderson says anyone can learn how to communicate with animals if they are open to process, willing to practice. Process and willing to practice, you can communicate with these beautiful animals. Well, they say that no matter how few possessions you own or how little money you have, loving wildlife and nature will make you reach beyond measure. My beautiful listeners and viewers, please do let me know if you agree with this statement or not. I repeat this statement once again. Well, they say that no matter how few possessions you own or how little money you have, loving wildlife and nature will make you rich beyond measures. Have a thought and do let me know. You can find me on Insta. My ID is Banter. You can find me on Facebook. My ID is Bansi Bhatt. You can alternatively send me an email. My email address is beanbagbanter at gmail.com. And if you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, I suggest you do that right away because I do have a lot in store for you and I do not want you to miss out on anything. Well, talking about um, love for animals, I absolutely agree with what um, Alfred Montapert says. He says that animals are reliable, many full of love, true in their affections, predictable in their actions, grateful and loyal. Difficult standards for people to live up to. This statement could not have been put any better. It's a beautiful statement by none other than Alfred Montabat. Once again, he says that animals are reliable, many full of love, true in their affections, predictable in their actions, grateful and loyal. Difficult standards for people to live up to. And of course, we, we as humans, we have a lot to learn from these animals. How to be loyal, how to show love, affection and so on. I personally feel that in this part of the world, we lack awareness in this field. Or maybe we do not know the right channel to go through to show our love and care for these beautiful animals. Or perhaps we just need some education. Today on Bin Bag Banter with Bansi Bhatt, I have one beautiful soul with me that I salute from the bottom of my heart for doing so much for various kinds of animals and for ensuring that they all get the correct treatment, the correct food, and the best possible life, as they also deserve a good life. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me a great pleasure to welcome Nusrat Muhammad of Kwani Animal Welfare on Bain Bag Banter today. Kwani Animal Welfare is a non-profit community-based organization and Nusrat is the founder and the chair lady of this prestigious organization. Nusrat, welcome to Bain Bag Banter and a big thank you to you for taking some time out and talking to us. It is an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Fancy, for having me. And uh, hello to everyone else for joining us today. I'm so excited for this. Um, <laughs> no, I can yeah, understand, I'm, you know, um, being, being an animal lover, I can understand that you just want people out there to know that there is so much they need as well. And the least that we could do is just be nice to them. And that's all that they need, right? I know, right, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, that's, and that's precisely why I started Pawnee Animal Welfare. I mean, um, right. I've been rescuing um, cats since I was seven years old. Okay. And for a long time. And coming from a very conservative Mombasa community, I've right. always been seen the crazy um, Muzungu. You know, she's acting like a Muzungu. <laughs> something from my community. Of course, and of I, course. I, a tough time growing up and people accepting what I do as in what you do. normal animal compassion, just generally animal right. compassion. Right, yeah, right, right. You know, I'm happy to of course, of course. And you know, so I understand that you, you actually have a background in tourism. Um, yes. I would love to know how did this switch off, you know, from tourism to Pwani animal welfare, just take us through your journey. How did, you, how did this whole concept come about? Um, I okay. I, I didn't really switch. I think uh, because I've done, I've been doing it for quite a long time. The, mm -hmm. the rescuing, I was just doing it individually at home, right. and uh, all asked me. I have my cat. What can I do? A B C D, and mm -hmm. I've, I've done that. And um, up until in 2019, it's always been an individual thing. I, I really uh, help at KSPCA. I love Diana, the manager mm -hmm. who's there. We, we, we collaborate a lot but mm -hmm. um, I always felt like um, something was lacking because when I co come back to my community not the Nyali community but <laughs> down here back in Mombasa you know the town and, right. uh, and these areas and I see there's a lot of cruelty happening you know? and I'm like right. no um, whatever is happening in case it's been it's been like that for quite a long time but mm -hmm. us as the millennials mm -hmm. I feel like we needed something in, in tune with our generation, you know, more sure. proactive. Right. And I spent, um, I did my life sciences in, in UK, in mm -hmm. Cambridge, Cambridge, actually, Cambridge okay. uh, College, yeah. So oh. I did my life sciences. And then I wanted to do animal behavior, ecology, and conservation. I'd already studied. I've done two years. And then mm -hmm. um, I got divorced. So I had to come back to Kenya. Uh -huh. So I felt kind of bitter leaving that right. and coming down here. So right. when I came down here, even such a cause in Kenya for animal behavior, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I, I literally just gave up because I said I've been trying to, to be an animal something, you know, for quite a long time. <laughs> time, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm not for it to happen. Uh -huh. So I decided to, I got a job in tourism that was eight years ago. Oh. And I just went with it. Yeah. But, right, right. But in, but in between that, my uh -huh. boss who is British, uh -huh. um, I would, I would uh, get, I would get neonatal kittens. So of course they need 24 hour care and I can't leave uh -huh. them at home. So I right. carry them in the office. 
or someone would call me and say, we have an accident dog. Can we bring it to yours? You can take mm. it to the vet. So mm -hmm. bring it over. And my boss would be like, I'll pay for the vet bill. Um, or you're feeding a kitten. It's okay. So right. take your time and you can do my work. You can do this. Oh, so bless. he encouraged me. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I, I switched, but kind of like how I again merged back to what I was doing because of this is some, this, this was your passion actually. And, um, it's just something that, and I'm, I'm glad to know that your boss has actually supported you in something like this. And that's what gave you a push, right? No, good, yeah. good. <laughs> and um, and this, what are some of the major activities that Kwani um, Animal Welfare, uh, they do handle for various animals? What are some of the things that they do there? Um, okay. Um, what we deal with, uh, what we do is we've done, since our inception, we've done uh, pre-rabies vaccination camps mm -hmm. um, in, in Mombasa, right at the heart of Mombasa, which, okay. which even the Kenya... With the county veterinary has never done okay so but, okay so we've done those for two, mm -hmm. two years consecutively and then um the thing we deal is we also are the only ones that probably deal with neonatal kittens oh uh, because neonatal kittens yeah uh -huh. we get a lot of kittens that are when they're babies mm -hmm. they are thrown away neonatal kittens neonatal puppies for breeders if they get puppies that are um deformed in some way, abnormal, like they know that the wound, they would be sick or the wound grow uh, right. to be healthy, able to, to, to sell later, but they uh -huh. feel like that would eventually die. Exactly, exactly. Oh my God. So then those are the ones that they come over. Yes, yes. So oh then those are the ones that, um, that, would, that we would take care of. Yes. 24-hour like care. Uh -huh. They need... Uh, formulas which are very expensive and they need someone to take care of them all the time continuously so we deal with that we deal with um with accident um cats dogs we deal with a lot of um we deal with a lot of special yeah. needs uh, cats and dogs wow. yeah so i think our our most um, uh big activities would also be the radio talk shows that we do okay uh, that to sensitize the community on right. animal compassion. And then we mm. get people calling us, asking us all sorts of weird questions about um, if my cat licks the bowel, uh, does that mean I would get sick? <laughs> so if we find them silly, but these are actually <laughs> for wonder, and they're like, oh, I might get sick because of this or that. Right, so, right. So, we feel, so a lot of community sensitization, because we always feel like if you're not in touch with the community where the problems are coming from, uh -huh. then you absolutely doing any you're not doing you're not preventing the issues from happening you true, just keep true yeah, it just remains the same yeah. right right and uh, do you have any solid support from the government none <laughs> oh my god any. like absolutely zero no no we don't have we don't have any any support whatsoever in fact we are uh supposed to because they asked us if you want to register as uh as as an organization that can provide animal related services like yeah. general public like right. vaccination, uh, neutering uh, all that veterinary care and uh, if we do then we have to register organization which is a hundred thousand have to register organization and then annually we have to pay thirty five thousand for inspection and all that so it's them looking for how they can get money from us exactly exactly not the other way around it's it's sad. It's really sad. 
Um, and also, do you do you work um, hand in hand with Kenya Wildlife Services or um, any other state agencies? Are they involved in this um, organization whatsoever? Um, yeah, so we work with Kenya Veterinary Association, the Coast Branch. Okay. Um, and then we also uh, work with the county veterinary. We, we kind of like, uh, whenever we have these rabies vaccination camps, so we ask mm -hmm. them for their assistance of having their vets over to come and do the vaccinations because um, as an organization, we are not licensed to do that. So what we say is we ask the vets to volunteer their services. Because oh. otherwise, yeah, because when we started the first year and uh, we held this um, this vaccination camp, and then after that, because we offer free rabies vaccinations right. to everyone. Right. Okay. The, point, the One Health concept is to get rid of rabies by 2030. Oh. And you're nowhere in that. Yes. So we, we offer that for free. For anyone that would come by, we just do rabies vaccinations for free. So we got mm -hmm. in trouble with a small uh, private practice veterinaries because uh -huh. it felt like we were taking business away from them. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah. So <laughs> like, oh, you guys are taking KSPCA is enough. There's uh -huh. no need of having any organizations and, uh, and you, you kind of like just want to take business away from us. Right, and right. So we had, we had to really tread carefully and be like, um, we, we need to involve the private practice to come and uh -huh. work with us with us and also at the same time now we have to advertise everyone's work everyone that's a veterinary here if I directly that's nearly you know like that so we so that we have that good rapport with everyone so with we everyone. really try yeah. to involve everyone you know exactly yeah 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 okay and um are there sufficient vet services here in Mombasa or is there anything that is lacking that you may need to go to Nairobi um sourcing for anything, everything, what is it like as far as Mombasa is concerned? I would say that as far as um, Kenya as a whole, mm -hmm. um, the veterinary service is very lacking because if I go with a, with an injured cat with a spinal issue, the most times the vets will tell you is put it down. Oh. You know, if you, yeah, if you go with, a, with an animal that is probably a they have to be amputated and stuff like that. They'll tell you why you're wasting resources. Most will tell you that. And, uh, and so things to do with um, where you, 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 could, you could be in, let's say, in European countries, and you could get uh, the spine fitted with the, a metal inside or the head oh, fitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, they don't do that. And okay. It doesn't happen here. So, so that, especially for us that we deal with, with special needs mm -hmm. uh, animals, right? That, like, like right now we have a four-month-old uh, German Shepherd mm -hmm. that started walking the other day, and oh. this one was from a breeder. Uh huh. Uh, and the breeder was going to put it down, so they called us and they say, "Either take it or we're putting it down because it's a waste for us. He's, he won't be a security dog, and we're breeding for security." Security. So we had okay. to, yeah. So we had to take it off off them. And uh -huh. it, it's a lot of work because it's pooping on itself, laying in the poop. It needs a lot of physiotherapy, right. therapy, massage, and all that. And then when we take it to, to a vet, um, in most cases, they are they're like, oh, but this is a sick dog. But thank God, like, uh, we have, in, I took it to one of the senior vets in Mombasa, and she was quite, uh, quite uh, encouraging. She's like, uh, he, he wouldn't be that breed of a German Shepherd. But he will be—he will be a happy dog, 
I've been okay. doing a lot of work of assistance. Um, yeah, so so I believe in such cases, yeah. I mean a lot of a lot of modernity that's here yeah. exactly than, than what you would get when you're out there. Yeah. So the, the only solution for any of these doctors would be um, just put it to sleep. That's it. Put it to sleep, yes. yes. Regardless of what age or uh, what size, or it doesn't really matter. It's just that it's of no use to anybody else right now. No, it won't be. Because otherwise, uh, if you want to, to have a, um, a paralyzed dog and walk with a paralyzed dog, then it's okay. okay. You'd have to do the work. But right. otherwise, so they would advise you and tell you this is going to be a lot of work. But mm -hmm. the question I usually ask, if you had a special needs child, child. put it down. Uh, so that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh so my there's God. a chance, always something we can do. And I want to tell you one um, one story that I got a we got a, four kittens at some point. We rescued four kittens. Two mm -hmm. had their eyes taken out by crows. And we got two. In uh -huh. fact, I was at work and I, I I was called by someone I didn't know that got my number and he was like, there's two, I found them being eaten and there's just two left. Can I bring them over? And I had to direct him where I work and he brought them over. And one was literally so tiny that I knew it wouldn't survive at all. And it was going to die. But then you just give them that comfort. You know it's going to die. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I had the other one that I was trying, that I felt like one is dying, the other one was definitely die. And, and it was at that point where my doc, my boss said, Nusrat, you've been dealing with kittens for the past one whole year. I've been uh -huh. seeing you rest. I don't want to see any more kittens. You need a break. <laughs> you can't take any more kittens. <laughs> and I'm getting a kitten and I'm like, oh my God, this kitten is so noisy. This kitten, oh my God. And it was so noisy and I didn't want it to attract my boss. So I was right. like, what am I going to do? And I ended up, because it was crying so much. I was uh -huh. waiting for lunch hour so I can rush to Nyali Center yeah. and get yeah. formula and everything. Uh -huh. So I had to take it and tuck it in my bra. Oh my God. And her hip was mm -hmm. fractured. It was so much pain. 
and I took it to the vet and the vet said, oh my God, this one will take a couple of months before she can actually be fine. Right. And if you're willing to do the work, you can do the work, but otherwise we can put it down. And I'm like, you're not putting it down. Oh no. Like, you know when to give up. I'm like, I'm not putting it down. Uh-huh. So we take, I take it back home and she leaves on this tray. I had to put her on this tray with, with the beddings and she's being carried everywhere. We have to feed her while she's on uh-huh. the tray. The pampers diaper on and, and constantly cleaning her. And at night she would meow. So I was kicked out of my husband's bedroom. So I was <laughs> uh-huh. And you know, the thing is, at some point the diaper would come out and she would yeah. try to move. So right. I would wake up in the middle of the night smelling of poop. I'm like, why am I smelling of poop? And because she would come where I was sleeping and she would pick on herself. Exactly. Yeah. So I right. clean myself. Then I have work the next day. So it was just all this. I'm like, okay, I'm rescuing, but I'm being tried. I'm being tried so much. <laughs> right. Because in like four months later, when it was like almost a year, she was perfectly uh-huh. fine. And she was able to start walking. We did the therapy. She could walk. She just couldn't poop properly because the backside now is a bit Yes, high. of course, so yeah. For her, like different kinds of meals, so she's able to eat. And then she was fine, perfectly fine. Wow. Just when she turns a yeah, she gets another infection. She gets a mite infection. And I'm like, why can't you just be normal? Normal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was that was a trying time for you. Adopter, because she looked ugly to everyone. She was just an ugly cat, and we didn't want her. So we were stuck with her for quite a long time. Right. Oh no. <laughs> and um, the, how is um Kwani Animal Welfare any different from KSPCA? Do you guys work together, or like, what is the is there any connection, or they're just two different entities altogether? Um. Okay. Um. KSPCA is actually an animal shelter. Um, we try, we're really trying not to be another animal shelter mm-hmm. because the mission for Pony Animal Welfare is for the community. We're advocating for the community to take care of its own animals, True. Its own street animals. True. And what we do is, which is different from what KSPCA does, is when people tell us we have an infestation of cats, come and take them away. We mm-hmm. go and negotiate. We tell them, listen, if we take away cats, so we explain to them, if we take away cats, cats live in colonies. Another colony out there just sees this as an empty space to, accum- to accommodate. And right. another colony moves. So you'll keep calling us for the rest of the year to come and exactly. the colonies. Yeah. So yeah. instead, we try and tell them positively, like, we can make, we'll leave you with the adult cats. We'll neuter mm-hmm. them. We'll take the kittens for adoption. And each time these animals are sick, you can call us. We'll mm-hmm. annually give them regular vaccinations. Oh, okay. Each time they're sick, we'll come treat them all you need to do is feed them is that okay and they'll take mm-hmm. care of your rodent issues snake issues whatever everything you have yeah yeah and they say yes you know so we work out to deal with them and we take yeah. that problem back to the community to to help us in dealing with it and to understand it so so that's one difference another difference is that SPCA normally doesn't have the manpower to deal with special needs uh, animals or or to deal with uh, neonatal kittens oh so okay take them uh-huh. Because they are mandated to take them, but it is overwhelming them. So we deal, we say that we specifically just handle with cats and dogs that are sick, that are injured, that are from accidents, 
and that are special needs and need our care 100%. So, so that's right. another difference. And then we okay. hold events for the community. KSPCA doesn't hold any events for the community. They are mm-hmm. just there. Right. We've, uh, started, we've started programs within the community and we handle environmental issues as well. It's not just animal welfare. Uh-huh. The whole one health concept is people, animals, environment. And that's what we are. We are our, our mission is the one health concept, which is people, animals, environment, and they should all coexist harmoniously. So how do we do that? Like this Saturday, we're starting an urban farming uh, program. Mm-hmm. We're taking 24 groups. And we are going to do at the, at the center that we're now renovating on the outside. We are utilizing the wall, which is an L-shaped, and we are okay. going to do vertical urban farming across the wall. Mm-hmm. We're recycling plastic uh, bottles and plastic uh, wow. buckets into into planting tomatoes, spring onions, and chicha, kale, everything. So wow! We want, to, yeah. And then they have to implement whatever they've learned there mm-hmm. three orphanages across Mombasa. Um, every week they'll go and do this and so we divide them into groups they'll go implement what they've learned in the orphanages so create these urban farming yeah of course yeah so we we want also to tackle the environmental aspect and eventually this program we want it to go into the towns we want to say we want to make the tanyo balconies into an urban farming yeah of course yeah nice is, is kind of polluted right now it's just mm-hmm. buildings upon buildings. And true, true. So we really want to tackle the environmental aspect of it. Then wow. we have a program, Darwin Animal Doctors, uh-huh. which we are doing, we are starting the training in uh, on 26th, that's the other Saturday, uh-huh. which is a whole syllabus of environmental conservation and animal welfare that is mm-hmm. to be implemented in schools from four years old to 17 years old. So we have that also in the program because we are targeting the youngsters from four right. years old. We want them to grow up with that mentality of, of being responsible for the environment or being responsible for the animals. Animals, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But we also oh, nice. we bother them a lot when we need dogs to be rescued or a cat or we need to team up because the yeah. area is too, too much. So we, uh-huh. of course, we have to partner with them. And most often I'm asked, are you in competition with KSPCA? And I say, um, how can you be in competition with someone who is doing something of charity? Of charity, true, true. <laughs> right. Otherwise, we'd have that same concept with orphanages. We'd say, why do you need hundreds of orphanages? You exactly. One. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. I agree. I completely agree. This is, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, there are many of our listeners and viewers out there who are hardcore animal lovers, uh, just like you and I, uh, if they would like to be part of your organization and assist voluntarily or, or just, you know, they, they just want to do something for um, your organization to help the animals out there, how can they go about it? Um, okay, we have our website, which is www.pomombasa.co.ke, mm-hmm. and you can find out everything that we do there, and even how to donate there. And okay. uh, right now, due to public demand, but also due to animal demand, because <laughs> um, I'm out of my house for just overwhelming the space with animals, <laughs> um, we, are, we are setting up a poor center uh, in, in stadium, I don't know, stadium area in Mombasa. 
Okay. And I wanted an area within Mombasa because everybody was like, you can do it in Utoka, you can do it in Nyali, you can do it. I'm like, no, it's my people with the problem. I want it here where my people are. I want yeah. To in their yes, of course. Yeah. And come and see what we do. And it's easier for them to come to this area. So we're setting up that area because even parents have been bothering us. We, we want a place where kids can come and volunteer, can come. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, will, we will use that space. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a place where if you want, you can come and volunteer your, your time, spend your time there. You exactly. There. You can also come help with the programs we're doing. Like they're starting mm-hmm. the urban farming program. If you want to be part of it, you can come and be part of it. And of course, um, taking care of special needs, animals and accidents and all that. It's, yeah. a, more, it's a lot more financial constraint than, mm-hmm. than taking normal animals so we always do appreciate um uh, you know money for to help us with that if not we give you the bill you can pay it yourself also yes of course yeah 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 oh yeah so there's a lot anyone wants to be involved in the school programs yes we want this center to be a base of a learning center right of course Nice, beautiful. And when, when, when is the center going to be up and running? Um, that's another thing. I think I, I, I wasted so much of your time trying to get onto, onto this Zoom because <laughs> I was so, I was, I, we are trying to renovate the center. I mean, okay. we must have been predominantly a Muslim community. No right. one was willing to give us. They were all dog haram, dogs are haram. Yeah. Are, you know, so we, we've gotten a house that was under public trust. Okay. It is all hired and needs a lot of renovations. All and right. so far, we've, uh, we've, we've actually gotten a lot of help from the Hindu community. Oh, wow. Nice, nice. Yeah, we started the renovations, but we still need a, a, lot, of, a lot of work. So we tell people, if you want to help us, you can come by and see. You want True. to get the paint for us, you want to. If you yeah, whatever is in the capacity. Whatever is needed. So we are trying to really finish by end of this month. Oh. And really are trying so we, we really need help in finishing the renovation so hopefully nice. if all goes well then we'll be up and running by july, july. wow excellent lastly Nusrat, um, any message for everyone out there reading this beautiful um course that you are part of um any message of awareness please go for it i want this message to go out to as many people as possible um, I get so many people telling me that I am. I don't like cats. I don't like touching cats. I don't like dogs. I don't like. And I tell them, listen, you don't have to touch a cat or touch a dog for you to help. Sometimes the services can be in terms of helping that organization, the website, going and taking right. photos, yeah. you know, helping with supplies. Mm-hmm. So you can help in animal welfare in so many ways other than you physically handling an animal. True. And then another thing people tend to forget because I'm, I'm currently doing my counseling psychology, but I'm, I'm a life coach. I'm a certified life coach, okay. corporate wellness coach, family and, and couples therapist as well. So um, I am a high advocate of um, pet therapy. Uh-huh. It's really worked wonders with, um, with delinquent teenagers, with kids going, growing up, with people that have lost a loved one. I want to remind people that animals are unconditional. They give you that connection absolutely no other human being can give it to you. And True. if if we really look at it, it is in our responsibility to take care of the animals in our areas, in our locality, wherever right. we are. 
because we cause their problems, Bansi. We cause true. their problems. True, true, true. It's up to us to step in and do it. And blessings of an animal, you know, an animal will never judge you. An animal will never feel you haven't given me enough food. You can kick it, a dog, right. the next time, back at you. You're back at you, yeah, animal. yeah. <laughs> you know, and we really misuse this and we really overlook this, but animals are just like an to me, it's an image of light in your heart and and just the warmth they can give you. It's they are healthy. Oh, okay. Being healthy, but animals are so healthy. So healthy. So I hope with this center, I can show you that mm-hmm. that all that you know, and, and fall in love with just animals. I look at kittens and puppies <laughs> and tiny hands. And <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you, Nusrat. It is an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Um, Thank you for talking to us. I'm sure I'll try my level best to ensure that this um, chat goes out to as many people out there as possible. And uh, let's try and just get this community together to help these beautiful souls out there. Yes. Thank you so much, Bansi, for for thinking of animals being a worthwhile topic for you to talk about. Oh, bless. I am an animal lover and I know exactly where you're coming from. I I can feel this. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Nusrat. And we shall speak to you soon. Thank you, Bansi. Take care. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, and uh, of course... uh, With that, we come to the end of yet another very enlightening episode of Bin Bad Banta with Bunsi Bhatt. For all those of you who will watch and listen to this episode, I urge you to share this episode widely to ensure that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. Let us get together and help these beautiful animals have a good life. They also deserve it. As I come to the end of this episode, I would most definitely love to know from you all, is there any particular topic that you would like us at Beanbag Banter to talk about? Please feel free to get in touch with me and together we can come up with some interesting facts of life. You can find me on Insta. Once again, my ID is Beanbag Banter. On Facebook, you can look up for me. My name is Bansi Bhatt. And alternatively, drop me a line. My email address is beanbagbanta at gmail.com and we shall take it up from there. Before I say goodbye, a beautiful thought that I would like to share with you by Tom Bodet. He says the difference between school and life is in school, you are taught a lesson and then given a test. In life, you are given a test that teaches you a lesson. And with that, thank you for watching and listening to Bin Bag Banter with Bansi Bhatt. Love you all.